The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. We with the Pats and the Edmonton Expo Center. I'm standing with this team jacket on. Glenn Saber walked out on the bench, and I was literally like, bah, 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 bah. and our assistant GM, he was wearing the same jacket. And he was like, you guys, where did you get those jackets? And I'm like, bah, 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 bah. there was my chance to chat with Glenn Slat Saber. And I soiled myself. This is the Rod Peterson Show. Hi, everybody. It's me, the champ. It's hour two of the RP show on what we call Football Friday. And this is where we have a whole lot of fun. I hope you're ready for Canadian Thanksgiving weekend. U.S. uh, viewers and listeners of the RP show, which is growing daily. That number uh, will have to wait another five, six weeks. Uh, Let's bring in Darren Moose DuPont, now our co-host from the NHL's Bermuda Triangle and the Heartland of the Canadian Football League. Moose, we're going to have fun here, obviously, in hour two. We're going to keep the discussion to football, but any variety of football questions. So NFL, CFL, college, Canada West. Um, Chris Jarl's watching in Vancouver on uh, Game Plus Television, and he says, anyone else see that group in Ohio trying to get a Canadian Football League team? I've seen it on Twitter a few times. That's news to me, so I have not, I have not seen that. Um, but coming up, our, one of our guests this hour is Steve Earhart. He's the executive director of the AutoZone Liberty Bowl, and he's the former commissioner of the United States Football League, president of the Colorado Rockies. He's got CFL ties. I'm going to ask him a bit about U.S. expansion, the CFL in the United States, all of that. But the one thing, an hour ago, I brought up the fact that Thursday was National Coaches Day, and we failed to recognize it. Shame on me, but today we will. Have you stopped for a second to think about who is the most influential coach in your life? Yeah, I have. And for me, it wasn't a coach that I played for. It was uh, a coach I worked with, and that was, and I've talked about him to you. It's Larry Wintoniak, uh, yeah. the most influential coach. Um, not always the most well-liked coach, not necessarily the most successful coach, but I took a lot of life lessons and learned a lot about. Uh, because I was just getting into the business. So I learned a lot about how to conduct yourself, about being a professional, about doing all these different things. And I just, a lot of good life lessons from Larry. And then obviously, you know, as a kid, whether it was, uh, you know, Mr. Sokol, Mr. Rink, or Mr. L, those were the three uh, football coaches we had in high school in Winyard that were really influential. I looked up to each of those for different reasons and still do. So, uh, for me, those were the coaches uh, most, but there's so many. And, and I know you like you, you hate to not list somebody who you who was your coach because they all had an impact. Sure. And not all positive, but. You know, what's I talk about every single day on this show, any boob can go on the air and talk sports. Anybody can do it. 
Whether you're entertaining or not is another story, but anybody can do it. But not everybody has the stories and are as entertaining as what we are here. So before we get to NFL deal or no deal, and believe me, we previewed pretty lustily all of the CFL games this weekend in week 18. Was it 18? Yeah. Let me just, a word on the coaches. I thought about this a lot, and I didn't want to ignore anybody either. And as I say, a lot of them are watching right now. I guarantee a lot of them are watching right now or listening going, you better say me, you better say me. The number one, just for a variety of reasons, is Curtis Hunt. And we all know him. Uh, hockey guy, general manager, made his way all the way up to the Ottawa Senators of the National Hockey League, won a WHL title as a general manager, not in Regina, but I, which is where we work together. But I got to, <laughs> he was like a, well, what do I often say? He's the older brother I didn't need. I already had two. I don't need him telling me what to do. But he would call me one, two o'clock in the morning with various things, personal things, professional things. I shared more with him. And he with me, with probably any other coach that I ever did. Uh, but Dale Durkach was a beauty, but I only worked with him for a year. The rat. He listens every single day, and I love him. He's family. And he called me, I think it was last December. I was here in South Florida. And he's like, Rod, he's like, Rod I, I know what you're doing, and I just got to tell you, good luck, and I wish you well. You know, that kind of guy. That was Durkach. And for the... Pro football fans, and these names come up a lot on this show. Of course, we are. <laughs> Thad last night, Darren, was at the Panther game. Okay? Okay. And he's like, so you, he's like YouTube isn't really your, your main mode of broadcast. I'm like, no, dude. We're in t- 2 million homes. Actually, now 3 million homes across Canada on television. Nobody knows how many we're on in the United States. All I know is we're on the air in New York. Cable, New York City, California, Texas, a lot of viewers there, Ohio, all across Ohio. Buckeye Cable is the number one cable provider in the state of Ohio, and they all have Game Plus. So, no, it's not just YouTube. But they hear these stories of the names. And so, look at my Canadian Football League career. Number one, 1999, Cal Murphy was the head coach of the Rough Riders. I was just beginning my career. He was just ending his. So, I'll tell you, the only story I can think of of Cal Murphy was we were in Montreal for a road trip, and I always would have to interview the coach, tape an interview for the pregame show, and we were staying at a hotel that everything was French. Everything. Even the pick up the phone and, you know, you got French. Cal didn't speak French. So I come back to my room, and the light's blinking. Remember when you, there's a message for you? Yeah. Do you remember those days? Those prehistoric days? Yes. And I picked up the phone and I dialed zero to get the messages and it came across in French, you know, beep. and all I heard, I can't understand it, click. It was Cal Murphy trying to leave me a message. Had no idea what. And then Danny Barrett for seven seasons, whom I love personally because, uh, we had personal things that I won't share here, but I love Danny. He's with the Houston Texans now as the running backs coach. But we didn't talk about football. We argued about football, but we agreed on life. And Danny always helped me out with things that I was going through in life. And then, obviously, Ken Austin's just another stratosphere of just the way that he is. I was only with him for one year, but I was talking to his agent the other day, Gil Scott, 
He was one of those guys I was on the boat in Fort Lauderdale with. And uh, I said to Gil, you know when you're talking to Kent and he's like talking over your head and you both know it and Kent looks at you like, are you following what I'm saying? I'm like, yes, Kent, I'm following what you're saying. He wasn't so arrogant to think that he's smarter than us. He was smarter than us. You know what I mean? But the one thing that I always took away from Ken Austin, who was an absolute, uh, he's a legend in Memphis, which is nice tie-in that Steve Earhart's joining us from Memphis here later on, the executive director of the AutoZone Liberty Bowl, um, was if you paid attention in the media scrums every day with Ken Austin, you'd learn something about life. Doesn't, not necessarily about football, but life. And one thing Kent always said was, don't ever be afraid to admit a mistake. He's like, I made five mistakes today. I locked the, locked the keys in my car twice this week. But he's like, learn from your mistakes. Don't be so arrogant and insecure to not admit that you made a mistake. But really work on why you made that mistake and, and try not to make them again. You know, those kinds of things from Kent. I love them. And then from there, Corey Chamberlain, we started out great, then we hated each other, and then now we love each other, we're back. <laughs> you know, and it's interesting yeah. with Bobby Dice. Well, I traveled all across the province going to banquets with Corey Chamberlain, and just when you spend hours in the vehicle with somebody, you get to know them. You know that, you do that with people, and I did that yeah. with Chain. Um, who, and then Chris Jones who just texted me last week, like a lot of coaches. So how do you single out one? You'd like to think that you learn a little bit from every single one of them. So I, yeah. I appreciate I appreciate the uh, viewers chiming in with that. Uh, by the way, the 902 text line is open. 902-518-3033. Can we make a little noise in here on a football Friday? 902-518-3033. Let's go. Uh, just one, Craig in Calgary, as I open this up regarding Hockey Canada, he says, in my opinion, the problem with Hockey Canada is not the fact that those at the top right now did nothing wrong. It's that they are utterly tone deaf to the situation. Rather than having some empathy, they offer comments like, who's going to keep the lights on? It's crisis management 101, people. Well, have a little empathy yourself, Craig, and just that. And I, Craig's one of our biggest supporters. Again, I was around these Hockey Canada people in Edmonton, and trust me, they know the situation. They're not tone deaf. They are in a crisis, and they know it. And in this particular situation, I don't think there's a handbook for it. I really don't think there's a handbook for it. Everybody's going to look back. It's a little like the Tua situation here in Miami. Oh, we botched the concussion test. I'll tell you what, we're going to change it and come up with a better one. You know what I mean? Like, who's going to yeah. tell Hockey Canada how to handle this? There is no, there is, I don't think, a handbook for this particular situation. Anyways, the poll question today for Capital Automall Universal Collision Center is, what's the better spice, pumpkin or gingerbread? Yes, hard-hitting stuff we tackle here on a daily basis on the RP Show. What is the best spice, pumpkin or gingerbread? Capital Auto Mall with dealerships all across the Canadian prairies and the state of California. I say gingerbread. Moose says pumpkin. And I had to hold his feet to the fire to get it. But that's his answer, and I think he is suffering from recency bias. Uh, I see people are talking about the Rough Riders game, and we spent, uh, we spent a heck of a long time last hour on the Riders and Ticats tonight. 
So if you, it's one eleven Eastern, by the way. Tells me that we're on the right path to change paths here. So we're going to the National Football League and week five. Are you ready to play deal or no deal, Moose? I know you are. I'm ready. Yeah, I'm ready. By the way, we don't need analysis of every game. I just need whether you take the bet or not because we're up against it with time. In London, England, the New York football giants will take on the Green Bay Packers to get things going on Sunday. The Packers are favored by 7.5. Deal or no deal? No deal. No deal. I think this game's going to be much, much closer than that. So do I. No deal here. The Pittsburgh Steelers are at the Buffalo Bills, and that's the game where there's a 14-point spread. The Bills are favored by 14 over the Steelers. Deal or no deal? Yeah, I kind of wondered if that would be the game, and I'm going to take the deal. I usually don't take big spreads. I'll take it. I am not. Uh, Kenny Pickett gets the start at quarterback for the Steelers as Mike Tomlin tries to shake things up. The Los Angeles Chargers are at the Cleveland Browns. The Chargers are favored by 2.5. Dealer, no deal. I got a deal there, too. Uh, I'll go with it, but we don't really know who the Cleveland Browns are. The Houston Texans are at the Jacksonville Jaguars. And how about those Jags? They're favored by seven at home over Houston. Deal or no deal? No deal. The spread's too big, but Jacksonville wins. I'm with you on that one too, Moose. Doug Peterson, coach of the year. Chicago at Minnesota. The Vikings are favored by 7.5. Deal or no deal? I'll take that deal too. Vikings aren't quite right, but they're good enough to beat Chicago. Okay, I'll go along with you. You're convincing me well today. I can't figure out the New England Patriots. They're home to the Detroit Lions in week five, and the Patriots are favored by three. Deal or no deal? No deal. Detroit Lions, number one scoring offense in the NFL. Can you believe that? They're going to win. I'm with you. The Seattle Seahawks at the New Orleans Saints. The Saints are favored by 5.5. Deal or no deal? No deal. Geno Smith's playing like an MVP. I'll go with you. No deal on that, too. I don't agree with this line. The Miami Dolphins minus Tua are favored at the New York Jets by 3.5. Deal or no deal? I'm going to take the deal. I think, um, I think they'll be fine. I think they'll be okay. It's Teddy time. I am not taking the deal. Uh, the Jets beat the Steelers last week. They seem to have something going. The game of the week, as far as we're concerned, our Atlanta Falcons, because the RP Show is the official, unofficial home of the Atlanta Falcons on WQEE. Falcons at Tampa Bay, classic NFC South showdown. Bucks favored by 10, deal or no deal? Oh, this is the toughest one of the week. No deal. I think it'll be closer. Falcons are doing something right. Even though Tom is ticked off, as our friend Johnny Athens would say, he's got a lot on his mind. Tennessee at Washington. Your Titans are favored by a point and a half. Deal or no deal? Deal. That's the best bet of the week. I think that's the best value of the entire week. Titans haven't scored in the second halves, but only a point and a half. Take them. This is Dupes Lock of the Week for Master Locks. San Francisco at Carolina. The 49ers are favored by 6.5. Deal or no deal? No deal. You're, you're convincing me with Baker. 
I'm starting to wonder what's wrong with my Baker, but I'll go along with you and say no deal. To, come on, this is it. This is the last week that we give them yeah. a chance. After this, we give up if they don't pull it off. Philadelphia Eagles at the Arizona Cardinals. Eagles favored by five and a half. Deal or no deal? I'll take the deal. Best team in the NFL. Uh, I won't. Uh, Cardinals seem to have something special. A je ne sais quoi, as we say in Quebecois. America's team, the Dallas Cowboys at the L.A. Rams. Rams favored by 5.5. I'm not taking the deal. Cowboys will win no in deal. L.A., but no, yeah. you too? No deal. Okay. Well, Cody hasn't lost to uh, Hamilton, and uh, Cooper Rush has never lost starting with the Cowboys. So That's right. Let's roll. <laughs> and they're not the same Rams, right? They're not the same Rams. That's right. uh, and Cincinnati, Cincinnati at Baltimore, the Ravens are favored by three and a half in that battle of the AFC North, better known as the Black and Blue Division. Ravens favored by three and a half at home over Cincinnati. Deal or no deal? I'm taking the deal there, too. Ravens are a very good football team. Me, me too. And on Monday Night Football, we wind this up with the Las Vegas Raiders at the Kansas City Chiefs. The Chiefs are favored by seven. Deal or no deal? Deal. Thought the Raiders would be better than this. They're a mess. They are a hot mess. Download the Bet Regal app this weekend, everybody. Play along with us. You can play for free. Click on the Play Free Sportsbook. Bet Regal is the official and exclusive betting partner of the RP Show. I think we're going to do viewer takeover, whatever the viewers want to talk about next, all football related. And on the way, Steve Earhart, the executive director of the AutoZone Liberty Bowl from Memphis. We'll be talking CFL, some NFL, college football, everything with Mr. Earhart. Uh, It is the RP Show on Game Plus Television, YouTube Live, and on your home of Southern Sports and Talk, WQEE 99.1 FM. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. Landmark Cinema's extra members get your movie tickets for just half the points from September 16th to 29th. It's an offer you can't refuse. Any movie, anytime. Redeem just half the points every time. Any way you add it up. Or is that divided? It's movie time. Not a Landmark Extras member? Join for free now at LandmarkCinemas.com and movie more for less. Landmark Cinemas, where movie lovers get their extras. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. 
that crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. It is the RP Show. And we are covering it all on this Football Friday as you have a look in uh, beautiful Key Largo, Florida. But we're talking Canadian Football League here as Week 18 kicks off tonight. Sask at Hamilton, uh, Week 5 in the NFL. We just went through our picks, of course. Canada West University Football taking the Thanksgiving weekend off. Big weekend for college football. It's Week 6. And uh, I'll tell you what. Steve Earhart is the executive director of the AutoZone Liberty Bowl. Uh, Liberty Bowl. He joins us from Memphis, Tennessee, today. And I want he, first of all, Steve, thanks for joining us. I'd like to introduce you to our viewers because it's uh, yeah, quite the long resume. I just did a quick Google search. Am I correct in reading that you were inducted into the 2022 Memphis Sports Hall of Fame class? Yeah, that's that's right. It was a great honor here, and I'm very proud of that. But you're right. I. I've certainly been around the horn there, and uh, I was thinking back watching your show there about my early days. And about 40 years ago, I, I went up to Calgary to meet with the commissioner of the CFL, Doug Mitchell. I think I have the right name, and Doug and I were yep. talking about trying to put together uh, you know, a combination and build the Canadian League into a North American Football League where they would have teams down here. And we later got that uh, partially started in 1995 when we had some teams down here. You know, we had the uh, Memphis Mad Dogs, I don't know if you remember that, but we played a year in the Canadian League, and there were, what, six teams down here in the U.S. that played in the Canadian Football League. So uh, I go back a long way. I remember hiring Hugh Campbell from Edmonton back to come coach with us in the USFL, which I uh, was executive director of the United States Football League back in the early 80s, and Hugh did a great job, and we had a lot of a lot of young men who played in the Canadian League come down and play in the United States Football League back in in the mid 80s well so that is the perfect intro and that's just scratching the surface as to your involvement in history and pro football but you didn't mention president of the colorado rockies and uh if anybody does a google of steve Earhart, you won't just see the memphis sports hall of fame you see the lawsuit brought forth against this second incarnation of the usfl spring league by yourself and i don't know if we want to get into that but i Here's the thing. We just want to talk football today, football at all levels. So I'll ask you this, Steve. How has football at all levels come back out of the pandemic from your perspective? I'm talking pro leagues, college football, even high school for that matter. Well, in some ways it's come roaring back because there was that period of time of a couple of years there where everybody was, quite frankly, a little on edge. And, uh, you know, there was people who were not anxious to go to the games. But, uh, you know, there's been somewhat of a dip in some markets on live attendance and that's a, a function usually of teams that aren't winning and so the teams that are uh, surprise teams you know they're doing g- great guns in college football for example the university of kansas is a great great example here they hadn't been to a bowl game in 13 years i don't think they'd won maybe a, a couple of games in their conference in the big 12 and now they're five and oh undefeated and they're hosting espn's game day this week and they've sold out crowds so you know, it kind of ebbs and flows, and certainly uh, in the Canadian League, I kind of keep track of that, as you guys well know. Uh, and then in the NFL, where you have like the Philadelphia Eagles, you were just mentioning about them being the only undefeated team, and 
they're pumped up, but then some others uh, aren't doing quite as well. But in the college game here in the United States is where there's the biggest change. And that has to do with this, what they call the name, image, and likeness and the transfer portal. And there's a lot of uh, old time coaches and athletic directors who are very concerned about the game because you're you have a professional model with the players because they're able to go out and and be paid for playing in college by paid they're selling their name image and likeness and a lot of these players are making more in college than they would playing in the Canadian League or in the NFL and so it's a model that in my opinion and maybe I'll go out on a limb here it's not sustainable in other words you have a professional model except you don't have any contracts because these are just deals that you go out and make they could make a deal to come on your show and uh you know they could make some money from an appearance at the local car dealership making some money and then so there's no contracts with the schools there's no salary cap so you can uh, alabama players are going to make 100 times more than somebody playing at a different school and then there's the there's no uh there's free agency so these transfer portal another term that's floating around college football in the states is really uh, you get players switching every year and uh, you see that going on right now in in the college game so there are, there are some concerns here in college football no question about that and it's changing fast this nil is only a year old it came in a summer a year ago and now it's exploding uh well if i may at being around the football people it has not gone the way they expected that it would it's kind of the colleges have it backwards they're offering kids the amount at a guaranteed set of money before he even commits right but you know on that craig in calgary says i love the memphis mad dogs but my favorite u.s team was always the sacramento gold miners jeff watching in winnipeg says baltimore was my favorite of the american cfl teams then Sacramento. I was working in the league then, Steve, not calling play-by-play. I would go on to do that in 99, but I was working in the league, and I loved that era. I, I still love that era. Do you envision a day that we would ever have something that looked like that with American CFL teams? Uh, you, your listeners and yourself, you're 100% right. It would have been a great situation to have what a North American football league and be a true competitor to the NFL. There was a time when I'm not trying to get too uh, mundane here, but when CBS was knocked no, out you're good. of the <laughs> of the uh, of the of his telecasts of the NFL, and that was a great opportunity to have a competitor league that would be just as good, would be able to have good television exposure. And had we been able to hold it together there, what happened though was CBS they they went back all their affiliate station said, we want to get back in the NFL. So they overpaid to get back into the NFL. And the NFL was smart because they tied up all the distributors of linear linear television. Now with the streamers coming on board, as you know, last night's game was on Amazon Prime. And, you know, the streamers, hopefully if the Apples and the Amazons get involved, then maybe we could help grow the the Canadian League into a North American League. Because I thought it was a great plan. And uh, I'm just sad that it didn't work. But we had uh, for your list, we had Damon Allen down here playing quarterback for us here yeah. with the, the Memphis Mad Dogs, and uh, well, it was it's really a fun year. But unfortunately, the money caught up with us when the the television dried up in the U.S. But uh, now, now with some of the streaming devices, maybe we can put it together. And there's a market here in the United States for more than just the NFL. You saw last year with the the XFL coming back again this this spring, and the 
the the new reincarnation of the USFL. Fox stole our names, but uh, I guess <laughs> but uh, we had to bring a, a legal case against Fox. And, but uh, you know there is an appetite, and quite frankly, in the springtime, uh, the USFL this last year using our old names. Uh, you know they outdrew golf, and sometimes they were outdrawing a lot of the other sports, even in, including some of the NHL games. I know you 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 guys certainly support the NHL, but uh, you know there's football just fits on television beautifully. That's been my experience. Having been in baseball and basketball and football, it fits because you get that little break where you can talk to your buddy and drink a beer, and then another play comes up, and there's you know, 22 players doing something differently. So baseball was only a few players making something happen on any one pitch. So football, I think, is the gold star for for television. So that's where I think there is still going to be a market. I'm proud of the Canadian League. I used to send when I was coaching in college, we would send some players up to the Canadian League. In fact, there was one player, I, maybe some of your listeners will remember, uh, Gizmo Williams, who played Henry Williams, who for us here at the uh, in Memphis, and then we went up to the Canadian League and had a great career. So, uh, yeah, I think you're you're right on track there. I think in the future there may be a potential to pull something together. And the XFL and the USFL, I'm not sure how that's going to go down this year because the XFL plans to start in the spring immediately after the Super Bowl and play ten weeks, and then the week after that, the USFL plans to play another ten weeks into the summer. So you got the XFL on ESPN and its family of uh, networks, and then you got the USFL on Fox and NBC. And so, can two spring leagues survive in the United States? I don't know, uh, but uh, certainly the Canadian League has got <laughs> great history and great tradition. So, uh, you know, maybe there is a way of doing some kind of combination here in the future. That was going to be one of my questions, and uh, and I will get to that. We, i.e. Not one spring league survived, let alone two. But from six degrees of separation, I got to ask you, Steve, Ken Austin, very close friend of mine, wrote the foreword for my best-selling book. Is he as big a deal in Memphis as I've been led to believe? It is his hometown. And as you know, he's the offensive coordinator of the Liberty Flames. You ever bump into Kent down there? I haven't seen him lately, but you're right. He is a big deal. I will uh, I will support that and give him the stamp of approval. That he's a big deal here. He's certainly well known. Has a lot of friends down here, and a great quarterback. That uh, so, yeah, yes. Tell him that, uh, yeah, he should make a trip down here again and swing through uh, the Memphis uh, and uh, down there at Old Miss down there. Uh, so, you know, Kent, Kent's the real deal. Oh, well, is he ever? Ryan in Saratoga, New York, says if there's no U.S. expansion into the CFL, we wouldn't have the Montreal Alouettes and legendary players like Anthony Calvillo and Mike Pringle. I could give you quite a few uh, that came out of that. Uh, Eddie Davis being another one, uh, Alfred Payton. There are quite a few. And that would be my question, because it comes up a lot on this show, and I don't have the answer, Steve. Why, and we only have three minutes here, why has spring football really not lasted in North America? Uh, Going back to the USFL days in the... In the early 80s, we were doing terrific. We were actually outrating uh, baseball and going head-to-head against uh, big baseball games, and our ratings were terrific. Unfortunately, there, and I'm not trying to blame him. I say him occasionally, but Donald Trump, you know, was bound and determined to move into the into the fall and go head-to-head against the NFL, push the league into that uh, ill-fated lawsuit with the NFL. And so that was the reason for the demise there. But 
had we kept going, then we would have survived because we had some great players in the, the little old Memphis showboats here at Memphis. If some of your listeners remember that we, we had 17 players that immediately went into the NFL and some with great careers. Reggie White, of course, he's, he's phenomenal. And I remember telling the Philadelphia Eagles owner, uh, he came down here and they were tampering with his contract here. And, and I finally got upset and I said, finally, Hey, He's not only better than anybody you got on the Eagles, he may be, be better than anybody in the whole doggone NFL. And so, not, but playing next to him was Sam Clancy in our defensive line. And between Sam going to the Cleveland Browns and uh, I think maybe the Steelers, for the two of them had a total of more sacks than any other two guys. And we had them playing on our team alone. And of course, Gizmo Williams, who went up to Canada, several others. But, uh, you know, so yes, uh, we were successful in that league. Unfortunately, then the next iterations that came along, basically it was like a lot of small businesses, underfunded, undercapitalized, and then the NFL was making sure that there was nobody could really jump out and be a, a, a direct competitor. The first XFL that was doing all right, and we had a team down here in Memphis, it was called the Memphis Maniacs, and uh, we did fine there, but what happened was there was a 50-50 ownership between Vince McMahon's World Wrestling Enterprises and NBC. And I learned a hell of a lesson there. Don't ever go into business where you don't have one one boss or one guy can make the decisions. When you had a 50-50 deal, they ended up uh, you know, in some debates and then they, they called the league off. Uh, and again, money is always an issue there. Now, Fox in this new, new league, that they're going into their second year. They've said that they're going to fund it and it's basically a television deal. I think the mistake they're making is they're playing everybody in the same site. They played all eight teams there in Birmingham last year. This year, they're talking about having four teams there and four teams in Texas somewhere. I think the XFL is planning to go out to the stadiums, but it takes a lot of cash. It's a startup situation, and you have to have the staying power. And, and that's why I say it's like a lot of other great idea businesses and i say it fits on television so there's always going to be a television appetite but then you got to work the, the local folks and get some enthusiasm in the city and that as you can see and whether it's hockey or you know canadian football league if you've got good local interest in it you're going to be successful it's called outreach and i couldn't believe i couldn't agree with you more it's uh, you're preaching to the choir uh by the way giz is the best motivational speaker I think I've ever seen. If you haven't see it, seen it, uh, Steve, I would certainly recommend it. And we, we do have to run. We're out of time. I, we're just scratching the sur uh, surface here. I hope we can do it again soon. Well, again, and I appreciate you. You've got great history and uh, you've got a great uh, following, following in both countries. So thanks for having me on. And, uh, you know, our AutoZone Larry Bowl, a college football bowl game, December 28th. If I uh, hope you get it, in, all the folks in Canada can get it on ESPN there. Uh, we, we try and put on a great game for the college scene. Absolutely. Great job, and thanks for the kind words. Keep in touch, Steve. Appreciate you. Thank you. The executive director of the AutoZone Liberty Bowl, Steve Earhart, joining us from Memphis. We'll be back with a sports update, more with the Moose, and viewer takeover on this Football Friday. You're watching on Game Plus Television. We're live streaming on YouTube, of course. We're on your favorite podcast platform. And on your home of Southern Sports and Talk, WQEE Metro Atlanta, 99.1 FM. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to YouTube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now.
Okay, it is Football Friday. And uh, yeah, buddy, let's bring the moose back in. That's the scene in South Florida. He is in the NHL's Bermuda Triangle. And we have had some wonderful comments come in, Moose, on our last guest, Steve Earhart, the executive director of the AutoZone Liberty Bowl. Um, from CD, watching in Hamilton. Fantastic interview. Thank you, gentlemen. Corey May in Winnipeg. Great guest from Ken Friedman. And I'm not sure where, I think Ken's in Toronto. Great guest. Ryan in New York, another CFL-USFL connection. Hugh Campbell was the LA Express head coach in 1983. I think Steve mentioned that right off the start. But Darren, you talk to me more than pretty much anybody else. This is kind of the world that I'm into now and getting deeper into now. And it's pretty cool. You know what I'm saying? Think that guy knows ball? Yeah, yeah. just a little bit. You know, been around and influential at you know so many high levels, and you know it's just cool to get out of the bubble and and meet so many other cool people that uh, you probably wouldn't have gotten to meet in your last life. I would never have met them in my last life. Although in some cases, I feel like we're all around each other, but we didn't meet at the right time. I.e., U.S. expansion in the '90s. I was yeah. working all those games. I was on the sidelines. But I wasn't around these guys. And my phone's going off like crazy now. There's some interesting things on the horizon here in pro football in North America. And I'm telling you, we are right in the middle of it. Like my phone's blowing up here now about Atlanta and Arthur Smith. His dad's Fred Smith, who owns FedEx. I didn't know that. Uh, These guys got a lot of money. Fred Smith, who I oh, yeah. believe was involved in, in the, in the uh, CFL in the 90s. I'm trying to remember. It's all coming to the fore again. And Ryan in New York says, I'm sorry for the constant comments. I get a little excited when we talk the OG, original gangster, USFL or CFL, US expansion. It was a special time, but I want to say this again. I don't know where you rate on this. Sometimes I think we're just a bunch of old farts sitting around having coffee talking about the good old days. And I don't want to be that guy. I don't want to be that guy. And I honestly had the CFL say to me, I've told you this. A lot of those guys are at Woodbine now. Uh, but when they were with the CFL head office, they're like, Rod, would you stop talking about the Birmingham Barracudas and the Memphis Mad It was embarrassing time. And I'm like, it's part of your history. We need to talk about the history. They didn't want to talk about the history. And I don't know, like, he, he was kind of hinting that there is an opportunity here to do it again. But I just, well, I'm honest. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Well, I'm, I'm 35, Rod. And so what was the years of the, the U.S. expansion in the 90s? 93 to 95. Okay, so I wasn't that old. But no. I remember those teams in the 95 Grey Cup was one of the earliest, uh, biggest recollections I have of the U.S. expansion and the Baltimore Stallions coming in and winning the Grey Cup, beating Calgary in that game in 1995 with Tracy Hamm and Mike Pringle. And I remember, you know, the Sacramento team and, you know, the Memphis team and those teams. And to me as a kid, I didn't wasn't dialed into no financial situations. I didn't know what yeah. was going on. It wasn't an embarrassment to me. It was cool. The logos were cool. The teams are cool. The Las Vegas Posse were cool. So for you're looking at your demographic, you know, under 40, which is going to be the majority of your fans soon. 
it wasn't embarrassing. Embrace it. Tell everybody about the great times and you know what was cool about it and celebrate it for what was good about it and learn from what was bad about it. Well, that's what I'd like to think, but not everybody can agree. And that's why I, that's why I, to be honest, I've mentioned on this show in the past, I've learned when to unplug and just shut off the devices and goodbye. And yeah. in uh, 16 minutes or whatever it is here, I got the next three days. I'm not going to be thinking about this stuff because to be honest with you, I've, I do have these football people saying to me, uh, Jeff, the Stamps fan here says, Forrest Gregg coached the Shreveport Pirates. Sure, it's tremendous history. My cousin Christine says, huddle up in Saskatchewan. That was the theme of the 1995 Grey Cup because we didn't have enough hotel rooms to host a Grey Cup. And still don't, by the way. And in 2003, <laughs> it was flat out in Saskatchewan. But the point is, when I'm around, I don't really know how to approach this because when I'm around these football guys, They get excited about bringing it back. And I'm like, but the current CFL doesn't want it. I'm not big on wasting time. Not mine, not yours, not the viewers. And uh, it's very clear. Edmonton, Saskatchewan, and Winnipeg don't want U.S. teams. And what what do they all have in common? They're all community-owned. You know, and that's part of the problem of the CFL. It's the... uh, so for a small league, it's incredibly diverse in the ownership realm. Yeah. You know what I mean? So um, anyways, I'm going to let you go. We do have a special guest coming in next. What are you getting up to for Canadian Thanksgiving, sir? Gobble, well, it's going to be an awesome weekend. I'll give you, if I can have 30 seconds. It's gonna, I'm going to watch the Jays game this You're going to have more afternoon. than that. I'm going to watch the Jays game this afternoon, maybe order a hot dog, going to enjoy the night tonight, tomorrow, a little college football, and then I'm off to Winyard. So I'm going to go see mom and dad and see my brother, his family, and uh, have some turkey and hopefully some pumpkin pie, and it should be a great weekend. Well, it sounds like a a wonderful weekend of relaxing for you, Moose. I hope so. Uh, Ryan in Toronto says, I'm curious if Muth thinks we would have heard more from the XFL by now in terms of marketing. Wayne in BC says the current CFL isn't big on expansion to the Maritimes either. Sorry, <laughs> LOL. Um, listen, I, I appreciate the viewers that are, I don't, I don't understand. For, we're in year four of this show. We've been doing football Friday for four years and people are writing in with hockey notes and baseball scores. I'm like, I'm not, I'm not, no, it was all I could do to read the hockey stuff and the sports updates, which I will do later. Um, but it's a topic for another day. You know, there's it's what I'm sitting here with the football people down here because they follow the CFL very closely. Believe it or not, the football people do. And they'd like to see the CFL either expand back to the States and do nine teams down here. Or go to smaller markets, Kelowna, London, Ontario, Quebec City, Saskatoon. And uh, again, to me, I'd rather talk about, while I think it could happen, I don't have any bearing on that. You know, when do the Panthers play again? Yeah. So anyways, gobble, gobble, Moose. Thanks for all you do. I'm very grateful for you and uh, all that we have and and all that you've built. So, yeah. Yes, and me to you and everybody as well. So happy Thanksgiving, everybody. How about that? We got one more segment. It's overtime next with a special guest. Hang on. We'll be right back. It's the RP Show on Game Plus Television. 
YouTube Live, your favorite podcast platform, and on the radio, WQEE, your home of Southern Sports and Talk, 99.1 FM. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. It's the final segment uh, ahead of this Canadian Thanksgiving weekend. And we call it overtime. It's a presentation of the Four Seasons Sports Palace at 909 or Cold Avenue East, where they want to remind you they've got the triple header on today. The Blue Jays in the first game, 207 Mountain. The Rough Riders in the second game, 5 p.m. Mountain. And then the Pats in the third game, 7 p.m. Mountain. Four Seasons, your home for the UFC and the National Football League as well. Well, this is exciting. I'm very excited to bring in Danny DeRoe. She is from one of the great sports families of Emerald Park, White City, Regina, and she plays for the Prairie Storm under-15 AA female team. How you doing, Danny? Uh, how's your Friday going? Good. How are, you? How are you, Rod? Well, I'm fantastic. I'm in South Florida, and I'm ready for Thanksgiving weekend. But people are going <laughs> to say, why are we talking under-15 AA female hockey? Well, we have something, in, well, we have several things in common, Danny, but you are sponsored, your hockey team, by Bronco Plumbing, Heating, and Cooling. Our show is sponsored by Bronco Plumbing, Heating, and Cooling. Cam and the wonderful people over there. So we thought this would be a kind of a good thing to talk about your team and the importance of it and so forth. So I understand, are you on your way to a tournament right now? Or what, what's up with uh, the Prairie Storm AA females team? Yeah, we actually have our, we are going to a Saskatoon tournament right now. We actually have our first game at 2.30. Oh, okay. Well, we won't hold you up then. We won't hold you up. By the way, her older brother, Jaden, is a Tampa Bay Lightning prospect and former Portland Winterhawk. Um, I will ask you about Jaden in a minute, but can you just tell me about your season, how long you've been going and what the outlook is, Danny? What, what's everything I need to know about the storm? Well, I think for our team, like we've been, we've had one game so so far. We're one and zero, but we have a really strong, aggressive, and talented team. And I think it's the girls. We've been together for maybe about two weeks now, but I think we've really like all connected, and we're like one big family. And we've really, we really do put in the work. Can you tell me a little bit about your hockey career and how long you've been playing and what you what got you into the game? Well, I think like hockey, like my brother played it and then my dad's played it. But I think I first got on skates at AJE and then I first started playing when I was four. And it's just carried on through my whole life. And it's really been a big part of my life. And I just love the sport. As we all do. And as I, you know, well, you know, I've known the family for a very long time. It's exciting to see where you guys' hockey career is going. And I said we'll get to Jaden, but what about yours? What are your goals for the Storm this year? And what are your goals personally as a hockey player? For this year, I think, well, probably just to win. Like last year, we got, it was close for playoffs, but I think like how strong our team is this year, if we could get to that championship game. And I think we really do have a good chance. But just winning, probably coming in like within top three because it's just really, it, I don't know, but like really fun. And I think it'll be good if we really, because we do really put in the work and I think it'll show up for championships. But 
Well, i uh, tell you what, I take female hockey very seriously, too. My niece, Sydney, plays at Mercyhurst College, NCAA, and she's got a spectacular career, and we're excited to see where that goes. How about for you? Have you thought about what's possible and, and how far you'd like to take this game of hockey for yourself? Well, Team Canada has always been in mind, or always just, like, with my grandparents and watching it as a little girl, like, how much of role models they are to me. And then I just think like getting to that, I want to try this sport is like a big part of my life. And I really want to put in the work and try to get to like the highest I can play. Good for you. Well, anything's possible. And it is a wonderful family that you're from. There's no doubt about that. And I got, I got to ask about your brother, Jaden, of course, why not? Um, Tampa Bay lightning prospect, right? Talk about him as you, what's up with Jaden, by the way, I was hoping to see him play for the lightning last night. Um, What is the latest on his star studded career? We don't, I don't really know to yet, but like he's really become like a big role model in my life. And I feel like this, like as I've gotten older and how he's gotten older, we've both matured and like he's really became like one of my best friends and he's just a big role model in my life. And really like watching him grow up, I've seen how much work he's put in and I really think he deserves it. And it was, it's just insane about how he's gotten drafted and signed, but he's a big role model in my life. Well, he's a fantastic hockey player, but an even better person. And uh, your parents did a really yeah. good job, but you guys are now at the age where it's on you guys and you continue to be good people. And that's what's fun to watch. And I got to ask you about Bronco Plumbing, Heating and Cooling. Uh, they're very important to our show. What, is, what does their sponsorship mean to the under 15 AA storm? Well, you know, with hockey, like about all the fees for playing it and just having this local like and community support is really important for our team because it does lower the rate but it's just so like it's it's a great feeling feeling how your community wants to support you and even bigger because it's helping helping us play and do the sport we love well a big shout out to cam and chantel and the whole crew at bronco their support is definitely appreciated and danny good luck this weekend uh thanks for the time you did great yeah of course thank you so much (laughs) all right travel safe Danny DeRoe from the under-15 Pilot Butte Storm. Hey, before we break, a sports update before we go. The 6-9 and nine Saskatchewan Rough Riders will be looking to put an end to a disastrous four-game losing streak when they hit the road to play the Hamilton Tiger Cats tonight. 5 p.m. kickoff Mountain, 7 Eastern on TSN. Tiger Cats, 4 and, ta- uh, four and 10. This is a win-and-you're-in scenario for the Rough Riders, not so much the Tiger Cats. Last minute of play in hour one here. Five Canadian NHL teams will be in action tonight in preseason play. The Leafs hit the road to Detroit. Calgary plays host to the Winnipeg Jets. Uh, The Oilers welcome the Seattle Kraken. And the Vancouver Canucks welcome the Arizona Coyotes. The sports update for Ballers Rec Room, your home of slow pitch open Wednesday to Sunday for the Tap Brewhouse and drive through Liquor Store, where you'll never need to ask to have the CFL game put on. And for Red Bull Canada, Red Bull gives you wings. Big thank you to Danny Durrell. Man, did she do a great job. A.J. Jakubek of the Ottawa Red Blacks. Steve Earhart from the AutoZone Liberty Bowl from our entire crew. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. We'll see you back live Tuesday, noon Eastern, on all of our broadcast platforms. Very grateful for you. Have a safe weekend. Hell yes. Who has more fun than us? <laughs> Bingo! Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? 
Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. That's hot. Hot. Hot take. Hot damn. Approved.